0: recorded at the Running Age studio, you're listening to Venture Tabernacle. It's like venture capital, except that the investment is made in your soul. This is where America hangs out to talk about anything and everything from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Ty Hervey. Join me as we learn to view the world through the objective lens of the Bible. Welcome back to another episode of the Sunday Sermon. If you missed it, last week we talked about the unforgivable sin. I'll give you a little recap. If you are not dead, then you have not committed the unforgivable sin yet. But that doesn't mean that we should live like we have forever to change our minds, because we are not promised tomorrow. If you missed it, go back and listen, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Today, as we close out chapter 3 of Mark, we are going to take a look at what it means to be the true family of Jesus. A couple weeks ago, we saw the physical family of Jesus and that they missed the point. But today, we are going to go a bit deeper into what it actually means to be the family of Jesus. And I know that you listeners come from a variety of family backgrounds, from a perfect And loving family with both parents there to some pretty rough situations. And while I can't fix your family situation here on earth, what we're going to see in these verses is that we have an opportunity to have a heavenly family. One that is better than even the best family that we could have on earth. Take it from me as someone who has almost a picture-perfect family on earth. What I have is nothing Nothing compared to what I have with Jesus. This is a good one, so let's jump into it. If you want to follow along, turn to Mark chapter 3, verse 31 for our text today. That's where we're starting. We're going to read through verse 35, and it says this, And his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. And so Jesus has just finished his teaching on the unforgivable sin, which means to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And his mom and brothers show up on the scene again. Now, last time it was just his brothers who thought he was crazy. We saw that a few episodes ago. And Mary wasn't there for that one. But she is here now. The whole family is. And there is this moment where Jesus almost seems confused. Because he is asking the crowd, who are my mother and my brothers? And if we're not careful, it almost looks like Jesus has a little memory lapse here. But what is really going on is that Jesus is once again looking at the crowd and seeing them miss the point. And this is what we would like to call a teachable moment. Maybe you've experienced a teachable moment where you or someone else screws something up and a wise person steps in and says, hey, let's look at how we got here. And Jesus takes advantage of this moment like any good teacher, but remember He's much more than just a good teacher. And he looks around and says, These are my mother and brothers. Whoever does the will of God is the brother, sister, and mother of Jesus. And that phrase, anyone who does God's will, is important because it signifies that that person believes in Jesus and has put their faith in him for salvation. Jesus said to his disciples that if they love him, they will keep his commandments. You see, if we turn over to John 14, 15, he said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And Jesus said this to the disciples as he was preaching and preparing them for his return to heaven. The disciples were the perfect example of what it means to be the family of Jesus. Because they loved him, they kept his commandments, and they spread the gospel to the entire world. That is what it looks like to do the will of God. And because we as humans are so stupid, God gave us a step-by-step manual of how to do the will of God. It's called the Bible, but it doesn't do us any good if we can't read it and we don't study it and hide his word in our hearts so that we may not sin against him. Just like if you ordered a piece of furniture from Ikea and you tried to put it together without the instructions, it would be nearly impossible to make it as it was intended. In the same way, it is impossible to do the will of God without reading your Bible. And that's why I talk about this all the time, because reading your Bible is important. It's foundational to the Christian life. But let's be clear here. Doing a bunch of good things, like reading your Bible, is not what is going to get you into heaven. Ephesians 2, 8-9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Salvation and a relationship with God is a gift that we receive by having faith in in Jesus Christ. And the things that we do are a side effect of our identity and this faith. And that's why Jesus said that whoever does the will of God is my brother, is my sister, is my mother. And I want to close, if we will, with a 30,000 foot view of what exactly it looks like to belong to the family of Jesus. And This is a little bit of a departure from our normal format, but I want to describe to you what it looks like and give you some Bible verses that you can maybe go look up on your own to see what it looks like to have a perfect family in God. Number one is that God is your Father if you're a Christian, and He's a Father who hears our prayers. We see evidence for that in Matthew 6.6. 6. He is a Father who provides for our basic needs. We see that in Matthew 6, 11, and 6, 30 through 33, and then 7, 11. He is a father who forgives our sins. That's in Matthew six twelve. A father who delivers us from the evil one and temptation. That's in Matthew 6, 13. On top of God as our father, we gain Jesus as our brother. And he is a brother who is proud to call us his brother. We see evidence for that in Hebrews 2:11 through 12. He is a brother who was made like us. He was fully human and therefore can be our perfect high priest. We see evidence for that in Hebrews 2:17 through 18 and 4:14 4, through 16. And he is a brother who lives today even still to make intercession for us, to plead on our behalf. We see that in Hebrews 7.25 and Romans 8.34. And then on top of that, as if these things were not amazing enough, the Holy Spirit becomes our helper and our strength. And he is a helper who also makes intercession for us, just like Jesus Christ does. We see evidence for that in Romans 8.26 and 27. He is a helper who enables us, who is the only reason that we can put on the life of a Christian person. We see evidence for that in Romans eight, twelve, and thirteen. He is a helper who gives a childlike love into our hearts for God so that we can reciprocate in a familial relationship with the Creator. We see evidence for that in Romans eight fifteen and Galatians four six. And those are just a few of the blessings And the things that we gain when we enter into the family of heaven by way of relationship with Jesus Christ. And not only do we gain this spiritual family, we also gain a physical family that intercedes in the kingdom here on earth. We gain every other person who is a Christian who belongs to the fellowship of Jesus as a brother, a sister, a mother, a part of our actual family here on earth. So the member of every church is a member of your family if you're a member of God's family. And so you may come from a variety of family backgrounds. And I know that some people listening to this will have a better family here on earth than others. And I understand that some of you probably don't have a very high view of family because of something that has happened or someone who left you or something that was done to you. But let me tell you, if you belong to the family of Jesus, it is the best thing that could ever happen to you because you inherit a heavenly father that is perfect in every way and he loves you unconditionally he is a father who will never leave or forsake you and speaking as someone who is a member of that family there is nothing i would love more than for everyone i meet to join that family and experience the goodness of it it's not perfect and it's messy at times But the father of the family is perfect, and he makes it worth it. If you're here and maybe you're thinking that you don't belong to the family of Jesus, it's really quite simple to join. You don't have to have your life in order first. That actually happens after the fact. The Bible says, believe and repent, and you will be saved. You can do that today. And that marks... The end of this episode of the Venture Tabernacle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We'll be back with chapter four of The Gospel According to Mark next week, starting out strong. So make sure to tune in. If you got value out of this, please invite your friends to listen to this podcast and leave us a five-star rating wherever you listen. Until next week.